We gonna do this in three. Oh my god, I cannot with these cars. Okay, in three, two, one. What's good? It's your girl Bianca, and welcome back to yet another episode of Are You Alone? But what I'm actually asking you is, are you achieving life on natural euphoria? So I hope y'all are doing well so far this week. I know it's Wednesday. It's been a few days. I hope that maybe your week has been, you know, good. It's been eventful. Or, you know, for being real, the week can maybe have start off kind of bad. Um, and it sucks. <laughs> like, let's just be real. No one ever wants to have a bad week, especially because it's a time where we really have to just sit and feel those feelings and those emotions that we're going through and like no one wants to ever do that because it it's a shitty feeling um however sometimes we have to appreciate the bad times and the ugly times just because it does allow ourselves to kind of have like a reflection period um like a period of like okay, I don't really like feeling this way, so I know I have to do something in order to get out of this slump. And you know, sometimes it does take a lot longer than others. Some may have certain coping mechanisms, um, but the thing is, is if you surround yourself with the people who fit your energy, your vibe, how you view certain aspects of life, it really creates a solid support system and it just creates a space of comfort and just like that openness of you know like I can confide in you and I just know that if right now in this moment I don't have enough in me to keep going I know that you you know my people the right people will be able to recognize that and then kind of just do their best to be that crutch for you in that moment and they'll just have your back especially so that's that's the beauty of creating that that straight that straight up like solid support system and it takes time finding those people but when you find them you like hold on to those people um but sorry you know i didn't mean to just straight up dive into the deep end of like real life in this introduction but it's the real stuff that happens and this is important because the realness involves everyday life it involves emotions and emotions are fucking scary and it, since they are so scary i know a lot of us have just this tendency to avoid it and push it away and i'll, I'll be honest i'm guilty of doing that too and it's things that i still work through each and every day but i've noticed that when we do that a lot of those pent up emotions just kind of fester. So look at it in a sense of like Coca-Cola and Mentos. We bottle a bunch of shit up that's going on in our lives every day. We don't say anything, we don't talk about it. And then the next thing you know, the smallest of things, it could be something that someone says or something that someone does, but the small Mentos is dropped into that Coca-Cola bottle filled with a bunch of the shit we just built up. And next thing you know, that hoe's about to explode. And when it, you know, 
when you get mad when you get angry there's a lot of things that are being said or being done and then you know what there's a whole ass mess to have to clean up after that and like i said i'm guilty of doing this because i <laughs> used to be the type of person who would bottle up my feelings and my emotions a lot and I mean, I do it a lot less now, but I do catch myself sometimes and I'm like, oh, oh no, I want to avoid this because in the past before, the mess that I would always have to clean up afterwards was just me constantly apologizing for the mean and the nasty things that I had said. Um, most of the times, these awful things that I would project onto other people were the people that I cared most about. And for me, in my mind, I'm like, well, that's just effed up because if you love this person or you care about this person, why would you want to intentionally like hurt them? And it's not like I was intentionally out to get this person, but it's just that there was a lot of things within myself that I just hadn't you know, communicated or were able to feel comfortable enough to talk about. So when the forgiveness aspect came along with this, in my mind, the way that I saw it was I would ask for forgiveness, but those people would, they'd forgive, but they wouldn't necessarily forget. But in all reality, they actually did forgive. It was just something internally for me that I constantly thought of. So I was like, man, like, they, I know they don't forgive me. Like, that's just so messed up with the things that I did. Like, how could you but that's the thing, I started to recognize the importance of communicating your feelings and I especially um, understood this because I did take some communication classes in college and it helped me recognize that not only is there importance of communication, but there's also the importance of listening. And this ultimately just guided me to become more empathetic towards others, but especially towards myself because I recognize that it's not only how you communicate and listen to others, but it's also how you communicate and listen to yourself. And so I'm learning to be more empathetic with myself and to forgive myself for some of the shitty things that I've done. Um, but it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of effort. Nothing's gonna come easy. Now for last week's episode, empathy was the sole focus of my topic that week and I had shared a story about how one of my friends had impacted my life so much that she had taught me the real meaning behind embracing my individuality but also how to exercise empathy towards others because life is truly too short not to be. So if you have yet to check that one out, then I highly encourage you to do so because it doesn't hurt to become a more empathetic person and to learn more about empathy but it's also because it allows us to learn a little bit more about how we can try to embrace our individuality. However, for this week's episode, I will be talking about the importance of communication, intentionally listening, and how this can help those who feel misunderstood, understood. So the idea of this episode did stem from the TV show Euphoria. And yes, I know some of you are like, oh, Achieving Life on Natural Euphoria. Yes, this TV show definitely influenced a part of my podcast name because watching the TV show, I had to, you know, look up the definition of euphoria because I never actually really knew what it meant. And so I would hear people talk and like say things like, oh, blah, 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 this, this, that. And it's so euphoric. And in my head, before learning 
what it meant i was like wow she just used that word like she's so eloquent like she could speak so well like oh my goodness but like for real if you were to ask me maybe like three years ago how to spell euphoria you already know my ass probably would have been like you f oh and then the spelling being people would be like eh, that's wrong um but that's the that's another thing you gotta learn you gotta improve each and every day and you know now i finally know what euphoria means and for those of you who might not still know what it means it's just a it's a synonym for happiness but like an intense overwhelming feeling of happiness but anyways, HBO had dropped a special premiere of Euphoria, and it's called Part 1, Rue. And if you're unfamiliar with this show, it does star Zendaya, who is a young teenager navigating this beautiful yet ugly thing we call life, while she's also struggling with a drug addiction. Now for me, I actually think it's a really good TV show because it's real and it's raw and it talks about a whole lot of shit surrounding the society and the culture that we live in. Um, but viewer discretion is advised because for those of you who haven't seen it, it is an HBO series, meaning that there's quite a bit of sexual content, nudity, violence, drugs, alcohol, and other potential trigger warnings that surround traumatic events. So I just want those of you who are listening to be aware because I'm not trying to have anyone come at me and be like, oh my god, like how could you promote that? Like my daughter or my son watched that and like that's just so inappropriate. Well, like one, Miss Stacy, I need you to relax for a second because I didn't force anyone to watch the show. And truthfully, if you're hiding these true and real events from your child like I get it because you want to protect them and I'm obviously not trying to parent in any way but just please make sure that your children are informed and they are aware of the realities that happen in real life moving on from miss stacy um euphoria intense happiness emmy award winners and day a special premiere episode so if you have yet to see the episode for whatever reason to summarize it it's just a whole ass hour of rue which is zendaya's character and rue's sponsor ali whom she had met at a group meeting and is also a recovering drug addict um they just have this real ass deep ass conversation in a diner on christmas eve now their conversation does surround a lot of topics uh, that they've gone through but in particular they do talk about life addiction and loss and for me in my mind i thought it was just such a beautiful conversation because one i just love in, like I love having those conversations if you know me then most likely we've had one of those heart-to-hearts but also I just think it's really interesting because you begin to learn a lot about a person but you can also imagine how hard it is to talk about life addiction and loss especially in our society where the narrative and the communication around these topics are more negative than they are positive it's obviously easier for us to avoid these conversations and pretend like they are not real instead of recognizing that these are daily struggles that a lot of people go through. Now, throughout this episode of Euphoria, you can really see the buildup of how having these difficult conversations creates an open and safe, comfortable space for people to let their walls down just a little bit. And you can see that because Rue was able to let her walls down and be able to talk more in depth about certain things that she's going through. And this is why I think, I don't know, I, I could be wrong, but I, this, this is why, <laughs> um, but this is why I think this 
episode was really aired. Um, one, to lead into the new season, but also to depict what a healthy, understanding conversation around difficult topics can look like and how if given the space and the opportunity to be honest and be real and be vulnerable can really help a lot of people with a lot of the things that they are dealing with. So I do encourage you all if you do get the chance to watch this episode. Um, I'm not trying to promo it but the only reason I don't want to go too deep into this episode is because I'm not like a cinema or media reviewer and it's a whole hour so I could really like pick a lot from this but I also just see this episode as kind of like a it's like a, a beautiful piece of art that I really want other people to be able to interpret in their own way before they hear anything that I have to say that may I don't know persuade what people watch but another thing for me is that I in my mind, this is how I see it. It's a very complex, but it's a subtle conversation. And I just don't really know where to begin with the things that I took away from this episode. So I could probably go on and on and on and we could be here for a really long time. But we're just we're just we're just not gonna do that today. However, I will elaborate on the very last scene because I just think this is where the communication, the listening, and the empathy really just comes into place and it's just very, very beautiful in my mind. Before I talk about the scene, I do want to touch on the perspective of how I viewed this part of the conversation. Um, so like once again, like I had said, I did take some communication classes in college and they were both intro classes. So it was very basic things that most people already know. Uh, some might just be hearing this for the first time or this could just be like a refresher for others. But the thing about communication is that a person's body language, a person's tone of voice, and the eye contact that is provided can really navigate the path of where the conversation is going to lead to. And it also guides the other person as far as how well they will receive the message that you're trying to get across. So yes, this is obviously important in first meetings because it does establish the relationship you're attempting to achieve. But in the way that I'm going to explain the scene is in the context of the relationship is already established, meaning that you know the person well enough to recognize that the blank stare in their eye is either them in deep thought or that they're just genuinely spacing out. Now, another thing about communication is that some people think they can talk the same to each and every person they meet. And so I can see this on the level of having a casual conversation with certain people. But when it comes to talking about emotions and things that are more that are more deeper and more personal to one another i think and this is just my opinion but like i personally think you have to talk to that person in a way they would reciprocate the words you are speaking in a positive way or in a way that they'll understand otherwise it could just sound like a whole lot of blah and the other person could just be very defensive when listening and so to give you a few examples before we move on, um, just like for me, when the way that I talk about my emotions with each of my family members is different. And I've told them this before too, but um, my dad, when I talk to him about my emotions, I talk to him in a more logical manner because I know that's how he'll understand what I'm trying to tell him. But I also know that's also his way of expressing his emotions. And then for my oldest sister, I'm able to be more emotionally open with her 
because she's someone who just responds to the emotion of the other person. Meaning if I'm crying, she'll most likely be crying with me. However, I recognize that when she gets emotional, I know I have to respond more rationally because if we're both crying, then we're both not going to get anywhere with this. And then as far as the emotions for my mom and my sister, well, they're going to be slightly offended just because I didn't talk about the way I go about speaking my emotions with them. So I already know they're going to text me or be like, like, why didn't you talk about me? Like, do you not think I can respond to your emotions well? Or like, am I just not an open person? Like, I'm an open person. You can come and talk to me about things. And ladies, if you are listening, don't take it to heart as I know you two will always be there for me. I don't love you any less or any more than dad or Brie, so please don't text me and ask why I didn't talk about you. Um, but anyways, moving on from my family drama. The last scene in this episode of Euphoria between Ollie and Rue. Now, like I had said, it was coming from a context that they already have a relationship established, which was depicted in season one. So this was what I have witnessed or I have seen so far. And the relationship that those two have is in a sense of a father figure or just like an adult male figure in Rue's life. And that's just the relationship that they hold. And you can tell from the beginning of them establishing this relationship, you can tell that Ali sees something in Rue. And I don't know exactly what it is, but it's like he either sees himself in her or he sees someone who's putting up a front in these group meetings and can see right through that front to recognize that Rue is just someone who needs a person who just gets it. Now, recognizing this, Ali gives her his number and tells her if she ever needs someone to talk to to call him. And she has done this a few times in the previous season, especially when she was just really going through some shit. And her comfortability to confide and to just talk to him really shows that there's kind of this trust built within that relationship. And the reason I feel like this one was a lot more different than the other episodes is just because previously when Rue would go and talk to Ollie it's more about like her venting about the shit that's happening in her life and like it's more surface level talk and it's about other people rather than this time around with this episode she kind of talks more in depth about herself and her emotions now, something that we have to recognize just overall with people is that it can be hard to talk about ourselves, especially if that person doesn't see the good things about themselves. And so within this conversation, Rue is able to tell Ali that she thinks that she's a terrible person and that she is undeserving of forgiveness because of the mess that she has made with a lot of the relationships she has in her life. And Ali, who's just listening, he tells her very like just very bluntly and straight up and is like, you're punishing yourself because it's the easier thing to do rather than to actually change. And for me, when I heard him say that, I was like, holy hell, relatable, young sir. Like, that was, that was spot on. Um, but 
once again for those of you who are listening and are probably thinking well like damn the way that he said that that's kind of harsh she's being open and she's being real with him and that's just how he responds but that goes back to when i had said when you know the person you are communicating to you will know how to say things in a way that the person will understand the message that is being said so that obviously takes a lot of time because you do have to get to know a person to be able to intentionally listen or just be able to know people's emotions in general um but also moving back to the communication part body language so ollie's body language most of the time is he's more they're both very relaxed sitting in the booth but there are times where you can see him upright or he's leaning over the table and his hands are like in front of him or he's talking a lot with his hands and by this you could tell that he was the one who had the most control over the conversation and no i'm not talking about taking over the conversation but he was navigating it so that rue would talk more about herself and her feelings he was able to create that comfortable space for her that allowed her to talk more freely and be more open about the things that she's going through however on the other hand especially in the beginning rue she's very like she's hunched over her knees are pressed up against her chest kind of curled up in a ball and correct me communication majors if i'm wrong but i have heard that when you cross your arms or you make this barrier between you and the other person you're talking to it's because you're being defensive or you're just being protective of yourself but as the episode goes on you can see that rue drops that barrier because she's now sitting more comfortably with her hands by her side and this is important to know her body language because what she's about to say next is very is very raw and it's very real and the way that she had carried out this scene just shows why she's an emmy award winner now I guess it can come off as a spoiler if you haven't watched it, but if you were listening to the episode, you can kind of guess where this conversation has gone. And so in this specific scene, Rue tells Ali, I just don't plan on being here that long. Now, it's equally important to know not only what she said, but once again, how she said it and the body language that she was able to portray in that scene. Now there was this pause in the conversation between the two and this is where you can see she's thinking about saying what she wants to say out loud to a person which makes it that much more real. And you can see in her eyes as she's looking at him there's a lot going on in her mind. It's really it's the back and forth of should I say this should I not should I keep it to myself but I really you know like I think this is something I need to share or like I feel comfortable enough to share it with you. And you can see in her mouth, too, that she's about to say something, but she's also hesitant because her lip is kind of like quivering or it's like twitching. And it's like, oh, like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm about to say it. Oh, no, I don't want to say it. So you could see that within herself, too. But it's also within the tone of what she had said that sentence in. It was very quiet and it was very like you could tell there was pain behind it there was a lot of pain behind her when she said i don't really plan on being here that long and now i think the biggest part for me that i could at least be empathetic with like when she had said this her mouth was just like frowning 
but for those of you who have maybe recently cried or just know this feeling when you are really like when you cry and you're in pain and like a lot of things hurt and you have to try and talk you can feel your bottom lip just create that upside down you and it's really hard to control and that's just because it's the emotions that you're feeling which she portrayed in that scene and yes it's a very shitty feeling but it happens and it's and it's real but to continue the conversation within ali and rue he had asked her you know if you don't plan on being here for too long how would you want your mom and your sister to remember you that's that's him listening and you know rue at this point is is emotionally available for him she's crying you know she's being vulnerable and as she's crying she says as someone who tried really hard to be someone i couldn't and there's a pause within those two but ollie grabs her hand and looks into her eyes with the most sincere look that i have ever seen in my fucking life um maybe because i get nervous with eye contact and maybe there's people who have sincerely looked at me but um with all sincerity he looks at her and goes i got faith in you and she asks why because it's just this person she doesn't really know but they just have this relationship and he's like i don't know i just do and for me i was like watching this i was so into it because i was like my god the power and the weight behind him saying i got faith in you and meaning it especially to someone who's lost all hope not only in themselves but in humanity it was just the most like simple but like powerful and most beautiful thing that i've seen within just a conversation like for me i'm in awe like if you can't tell by my voice but it's just you can tell that it made her feel understood and you know it's not like she just like got it right there and she was able to pick up on like her whole life purpose but you know because that obviously takes a lot of time to understand yourself but it was just it's the beginning of things and i just think that was what this episode of euphoria had captured was the importance of communicating your feelings to other people and what it looks like to have someone intentionally listening to you and just being able to feel your pain to really exercise that empathy and not only did it show the importance of how it's done within an interaction with another person but it also shows the interaction that one can have within themselves too just by listening to what other people have to say and by thinking and applying it to their own life because ultimately it's the importance of how you feel the importance of listening to yourself and allowing yourself to feel those feelings but also in doing so it just allows this space for you to be empathetic and to be kind to yourself to know that we will go through life and we have moments where we where we mess up and sometimes there's going to be times where we we mess up so bad like we just we just full on just fuck up but we have to forgive ourselves if we want to make a change it's the start of cleaning up the mess that we have created like that's it happens you know but we also need to recognize that there are some people who can't clean up their mess on their own they need help from others so 
If you know someone who is struggling, try and help them clean the mess to turn it into something beautiful or, you know, at least okay to a point where we can make it more beautiful. And just try your best to create an open and a comfortable space for someone to be heard. We have to also recognize that it's going to be a process that happens over time. So just be able to communicate with that person that if you ever need someone, I'll be there or that they can just talk to you whenever they may need you. And be sure to consistently set that tone of I'm here for you. And notice I said consistently and not constantly because it's also easy for others to get overwhelmed or feel pressure to open up when they're not ready. Another thing to recognize is when that person finally opens up to you, by all, dear Lord, I just ask that you just try to, in, you just try to listen intentionally. And by doing so, this means you don't listen to respond to the person, but you listen to help them feel heard and feel validated. Because in doing so, you're ultimately exercising empathy, something that is a daily practice for all of us. Now, when doing this, you gotta walk the walk if you're gonna talk the talk. But I have noticed that it is easier for people to help others before they decide to really help themselves. But before I end this episode, I do want to quote one more thing Ollie had told Rue. He had told her, you don't care about the small things like being right or being angry. All the things that kill curiosity and keeps us from, keeps us from looking deeper. And what I have to say to that is, if we constantly block ourselves from feeling the small things like our emotions and our feelings, and we keep them all bottled up, then we won't be able to look deeper into ourselves. And for those of you who don't care to look deeper within yourself because you just think it doesn't matter, well, it does. Whatever walks of life you go through, whatever emotions, good or bad you feel, they are 100% validated because you, my friend, matter. And as corny as it may sound, I truthfully believe it because I don't say shit to just say it because that's lying. And like lying is just a waste of time, it's a waste of your time, and it's really just not worth it. So if it wasn't clear before, you are valued, you are enough, and you fucking matter, dude. Like, like I love you, okay? So know your worth, because you matter. My intention for this episode was to hopefully provide insight on how effective communication and intentional listening can really help you exercise empathy to help someone feel understood. And by effective communication, I mean by learning about the person and knowing how to communicate best with them to have the message received or reciprocated. And by intentional listening, I mean by listening not to respond, but listening to understand the message that is trying to get across. And by exercising empathy, I mean try to see the struggles other people are going through in a perspective outside of your own. Recognize that talking about emotions, being vulnerable, and opening up takes a lot of time. Please don't rush the other person because it creates an overwhelming and pressured environment rather than an open and comfortable one. Also know that people have to go through things at their own pace, so just be patient, be kind, and be consistent with reassurance. And just know that the smallest of things such as I believe in you and saying it wholeheartedly can go a long way. And just like they say, one smile can start a friendship, one word can stop a fight, one look can save a relationship, and one person can change your life. 
This concludes yet another episode of Are You Alone? Thank you so much for listening and thank you for your support. I will be posting new episodes every Wednesday, so make sure to go like, follow, and subscribe. You can also keep up with Are You Alone on Instagram at AYA underscore podcast and on Facebook at the Are You Alone follow page. My name is Bianca, and as we continue our journey, all I ask is that you do your best to achieve life on natural euphoria. If you or anyone you know may be struggling with substance abuse or mental health, please reach out and ask for help. It is a daily struggle that you should never be ashamed of. You can also reach out to SAMHSA's National Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP. It is free, available 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. It is also confidential and provides information services in both English and Spanish. That number again is 1-800-662-4357. You are enough, you are loved, and you matter.